Hi, everybody, and welcome back to Piercing the Darkness, the podcast on growing in faith, hope, and love towards both God and others while exposing the kingdom of darkness. I'm your host, Michael John Petty. With me today in our makeshift studio from in Montana and half in Illinois, I got Tim Cook on with me again. So how are you doing, Tim? I'm doing well. It's good to be on again. Yeah, you'll you'll be hearing a lot from Tim on the show going forward in the future. Um, it helps that we're like best friends and we've <laughs> we've been podcasting together for a while now, so we, we kind of work well together. Mm-hmm. That being said, um, before we actually get into today's topic, I want to briefly mention that we just got a website, so that's really cool. It's piercingthedarknesspodcast.com. So it's like an actual like full-on website, not just a blog website, but like an actual website um, that you guys can go to and visit. And we, you can get links to our iTunes feed. You can get links to our Spotify feed. Um, you can contact us through the website. Uh, I'm working on trying to get out our social media uh, templates also put in there as well. But yeah, we actually have a website. And I'll say that again at the end, but I wanted to share that good news beforehand. Yeah. So that's kind of cool. Um, so Tim, today's topic is something that you and I have actually talked about, like in our own personal converse, phone call conversations, which usually lasts about two to five hours. Yeah, um, somewhere around there. <laughs> somewhere around there. They're very rarely under an hour. Yeah, um, very rarely. Very rarely. Uh, we we if that's the case, we really know what we have to say, and then we have other things we have to do. Yeah. Um, which is usually not the case. So one of the things that gets brought up in Tim and I's conversation often is our points of vulnerability. Um, and each of us have different points of vulnerability. Um, Tim's are different than mine. And what I mean by that is points points in our spiritual walk, points in our walk with the Lord where we find it sometimes easier, or maybe not even easier, but we find the temptations um, yeah. to, of the world to be harsher, to be more intense, uh, we find sins sometimes even more appealing. And because of that, that opens us up to demonic or spiritual attack as well. Mm-hmm. And so, Tim, first of all, like, for you, when are you in this more vulnerable state? Like, like how does this how does this happen? What does this process look like for you? Yeah, so, I mean, I, I think it's good to start by saying there are times, I think, in every person's journey of faith, and every person's walk with the Lord where they're going to feel like they are more connected to God and they're closer to Him and they're doing what they should be doing. And then I think there are other times where we feel maybe a little less connected to the Lord and we feel like either the situation we're in or the circumstances surrounding us, we're maybe not doing what we should be and not doing what we need to be. And I just want to frame it this way because for me, these these moments that are hard, these moments of struggle, vulnerability towards sin, are usually when I'm down, when I don't feel like I'm doing what the Lord has asked me to do, when I feel like I'm I'm far away from Him. Um, it's kind of um, the way we were talking about it when we were having the conversation last time was, for me it feels like I have sin added on top when I'm already being kicked down. You know, when I'm already being put down and I'm already being kicked while I'm down. Yeah, well, you already feel like the... You just feel like Satan kicks you when you're already down. Like Exactly. That's what happens, yeah. That's where my vulnerability comes from, is when I already feel like I'm under attack, and then um, the, the way I put it is I feel more open to sin when I'm under attack because... 
I already feel like I'm partly there. Yeah, you just feel further from God. Exactly. Yeah. Which is really interesting because um, my points of vulnerability are actually the exact opposite um, mm-hmm. as we kind of talked about. So when I so when I feel like I'm down and I feel like nothing is going my way, that's when I'm actually inspired more to trust in God because I can't do it on my own and I recognize I can't do it on my own. So I'm like, okay, I have to give something else a shot. But when I'm in a good place, and I, and I don't mean... I don't mean just a good place because I think I've been in good places before and I'm even in a good place right now spiritually where Mm -hmm. I don't believe that that necessarily correlates to um, being vulnerable to temptation. But I think it's, I think it's almost like a false sense of security with God Mm -hmm. that I go through where, you know, I, I almost have this pride in faith maybe at that time or, or this idea that yeah I have it but I don't really um, I'm not really pursuing it maybe on the day to day I just know that it's mine and that's it um, and I know that's really hard to explain and really hard to understand but it's it's more the idea of not me being kicked when I'm already down it's more me feeling like I'm on top of the world that that's when the temptation is a lot easier because then I look at something um, whether it's like I don't know, like a like a sexual lust or a desire to eat more than maybe I should. I've actually been really convicted of gluttony lately, believe it or not. Um, it sounds so stupid, but it's a real thing. Um, and I understand that. Yeah. yeah, no, absolutely. And and it's just those little things that I'm like, oh, I can let my eyes linger a little longer on this girl for for another second because it's really not that big of a deal. Because mm-hmm. God and I are good, you know. God, like that's not a problem. So it's it's when I'm not actively pursuing Christ in the day to day things, but I have this false sense of mm-hmm. of peace with God, if that makes sense. Yeah. And, and that's when that's when that comes in, and then it just like it tears me completely down. And ultimately, when it when I get to the quote unquote rock bottom, and I have I I really do believe I've only really been at rock bottom twice in my life, but. When, when I get closer to that, that's when I recognize, okay, I, I need help. <laughs> I, I cannot do this on my own. I'm not, I'm not in the right spot. I'm not pursuing you like I should be, Lord. Yeah, I mean, I think a big part of it for me is, you know, I mean, we, we were talking about pursuing the Lord. And, and for me, it feels like, you know, there are certain situations where you're just not going to feel like you're as close. Maybe you're struggling with something. You're struggling with faith or you're struggling with belief sometimes i know our last podcast was talking about how even we as christians who have been christians for a long time still can struggle with belief or faith and it's in these situations these times of struggle when i feel at least that i'm less connected to the lord and then in my mind i go well you know i'm already so far from the lord i might as well like it doesn't matter if i go and and stare at this girl an extra while longer. It doesn't matter if I'm really not acting in the most Christian way because I'm already far from him right now. Yes. So um, this kind of feeling detached, this feeling of detachment that we we get sometimes just being Christians as we go through this journey. Um, I think a lot of the time, for me, it it opens this vulnerability, and I think it really opens me up to this sense of attack where the enemy can go, hey you don't feel real close to God right now anyway, so you might as well throw some extra sin on top of it. That way you're not sinning 
when you do feel close to God. <clears throat> if that makes sense. Yeah, no, that's really interesting. Um, that's totally different. That's not that's not something that um, that I think people normally think of when they think of temptation. Like, mm-hmm. so you're so you're essentially saying that the enemy might throw temptation in your way with the idea that if you sin more now, when you're closer to God later, you'll sin less. Yeah, which is really weird, and it you know I mean it's just one of those routes of attack because that's not necessarily true. I mean just because. You, you know, sin is a, a repetitive habit most of the time. Um, and so if you're going to sin once, you're probably, like, you're more likely to sin again unless you've really asked God for forgiveness or, or unless you've really worked through that. So, I mean, it, it it is this false dichotomy that I go through. But at the same time, you know, it's kind of like if you're already being, if you're already down, you might as well linger in the mud for a little while longer. Yeah, and that's and that's I think a place that a lot of people get to that they don't they really just don't know how to get out of because yeah. they they put themselves in this position where sin is their life mm-hmm. um, and and they're living in it and they're living in the filth of it and so and a lot of times I I would say sometimes but I actually think this is more often than not you actually can see that even physically in their lives um, mm. like have you ever been to somebody's house? And it's just incredibly filthy and you know that they're like struggling with something and you know that something's going on in their life and they're maybe living in sin, but you're actually seeing like, like the physical change too. Yeah. I don't know. I don't well, know if I you've mean, ever seen that. It's crazy. Yeah. I well, well, more, I mean, you know, I, I don't know if I've seen it in someone's house, but I definitely know that there are times when I see people and, and, you, you can just kind of tell either they're not as well kept as they normally are yeah. or, you know, what, what I tend to find is that, that people's eyes say a lot about them and that people's yes. eyes can tell you a lot and that if their eyes are not as bright as they normally are, sometimes you can almost tell exactly what they're struggling with just by the expression on their face or just by what, you know, how dim their eyes are and you can tell that, that they are allowing themselves into some sort of sin and that it has kind of consumed their life because it is getting down to their physical appearance from day to day. So I definitely understand what, what, what you're saying there and, and what it's like for these people, because this happens to me too, when you're down and, you know, you were saying, um, that when you're really down, the Lord is your encouragement and it, and it kind of helps you not to fall into this temptation because you realize that you need him for help. Um, and I think a lot of the times, you know, and, and that, that, that is a good place to be. And I think a lot of the times people need to get there because I think a lot of the times people like me, we get pushed off, you know, we get pushed off our horse and, and, and we're, we're down on our luck and, and it's like, oh, what was me? What is God doing to help me? Nothing. I have to get out of this myself. And then the temptation becomes more extreme because we feel so alone and isolated in this. Yeah. Yeah, and I want to clar- clarify something in my statement too. Like, it it is absolutely a, a a knowledge, a notion that I cannot do it on my own when I get to that place, and I know that it's not a feeling. Um, it's it's not a feeling. I don't get the feeling that God is with me necessarily. I don't get the feeling that I need God. I don't even get the feeling that I want God, but I understand that I need God. Yeah, um, and and that's you know when Paul says. Um, 
cast down every vain imagination that exalts itself against the knowledge of Christ. It's not talking about the feelings of Christ. It's, mm-hmm. it's not talking about that. It's talking about the knowledge of Christ. And so I think it's very important in those moments. And part of this goes back to what we talked about when we talked about unbelief. Part of this talk goes back to my podcast that I did on the armor of God. But ultimately it goes back to the idea that like he is your foundation. He mm-hmm. like, like the armor of God is an incredibly por- important part of the, of the spiritual life and you're only going to be fighting off these temptations you're only going to be able to fight the enemy if you have the word and you got to stand on the word you got to know the word and you got to be in the word and you got to stand on the word because if you don't stand on the word you're you're going to fall you know you're going to be building your house in the sand instead of on the rock yeah well and i mean i i think a big and important piece about this is like you said you have to build on the word and you know when for for people like like me where when you're feeling down i think a big thing that helps me a lot of the times is giving it to god yeah and, and i know you'll agree with me here is and, and and this is this is part of going to the word it's reading your bible and it's saying you know what i get that this is a struggle for me i understand that this is sinful behavior but i don't want to do it anymore and i'm going to give it to you god and mm-hmm. and that's kind of the only thing that can really get you out of the mud if, if you're down there um, is to really be like, you know what, God, I understand that I am flawed and I am man, but but I don't want to struggle with this anymore. And I need your help because I can't do it on my own. I've proven I can't do it on my own because I've been sitting here sinning and I need, need, need your help. Yeah. Yeah, that's exactly it. Um, and I also think to a lot of the reasons we get into these positions of vulnerability. And again, I, I do think it's different for everybody. Clearly it's different for you versus me. You know, clearly mm. you can be tempted in a, in a season of your life and not be affected. And then in another season, be affected by that same temptation, you know, and, and clearly yep. the same goes for myself. And I think part of it too goes, goes back to, um, part of it goes back to what you allow in your life. Um, and, and the type of people that you allow in your life. I mean, and I'm not just talking about like interactions with normal people like at work or at school or at your job. Like, I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about like the people that you let into your life, the people that you let get to know you personally and in a deep, intimate way. Not just, not just somebody that you're trying to befriend and get to know on a surface level or even a semi-deep level. I'm talking about like really know you and somebody that you would go to for advice, somebody that you would go to for prayer. If if those types of people aren't the types of people who believe in, in God that aren't following Jesus themselves, if, if these types of people can steer you the wrong way, bad company corrupts moral character every time. And Mm -hmm. you get thrown into positions because of that, where you might be more, relaxed and lenient towards sin because of your friendship with a specific person. I've actually dealt with this um, in college because I have a lot of friends from college who are not believers. And, mm-hmm. you know, we did, we, we studied a lot of hours together and we were on a lot of film sets together for long hours over weekends spanning semesters. And, and there were times where I was definitely able to stay strong as a witness for Christ. And then there were times where it was a lot easier for me to fall into sin or like maybe laugh at jokes or make jokes that I shouldn't be making, or maybe say certain things about some, like be involved in gossip and just all, all that kind of stuff. And 
it doesn't have to be just those things. It could be anything. Mm. Um, and I, I think what Jesus says when he says in Matthew 5 that if your right hand causes you to sin, cut it off and throw it away, for it's better to you, for you to lose one part of your body than for your whole body, body to depart into hell. I think that's really wise. Um, and some people... <laughs> Some people take that literally. Some people don't. To be honest with you, I don't really know. <laughs> and I don't think that's the point. Mm-hmm. I think the point is whatever gives you gives you an inclination, gives you a re, quote-unquote reason, gives you a desire to sin. If that thing is consistently in your life, get rid of it. Because it's better for you not to have it and get to heaven than for you to have it here on earth and end up in hell. And I'm not, I'm not preaching a work-based salvation thing. That's not what I'm preaching at all. But the people who enter the kingdom of heaven are the people who obey the word. But um, we, are, we are preaching a philosophy of the fruit of the spirit. Absolutely. What I mean by that is that, you know, I mean, this is, this is a theme that James highlights. But if, if we are believers and we have accepted that salvation from God and that grace then we will want to live in a way that is honoring to, to Christ, and we will be producing those fruits of the Spirit. And that's really important. And, and to go back to what you were saying is, yes, the people who are around you are very, very important to, to what influences you're allowing in your life. And, you know, to take it in even a more general context, something that hopefully your audience can really grapple with and, and understand is, We've all had that friend that knows someone who's very unhealthy in their life, and it affects them. Maybe you have someone who's very unhealthy in your life, and it affects you. And, and that's exactly what we're talking about. Is the, and, and we're talking more specifically not just people who are unhealthily affecting your life, but specifically who are unhealthily affecting your spiritual life and who are allowing these moments of vulnerability to occur because you're more open and you're more susceptible to sin because of how much you've allowed this person into your life or how much you're willing to sacrifice in terms of your relationship with the Lord in order to help this person. Um, and, and I think everyone knows someone who, who is kind of an unhealthy figure in either their life or someone they know's lives. And, um, and that's why it's so important to highlight who is who is around you and who you let into these really intimate moments of of you know your personal faith journey and being very careful about who you allow to influence you yeah no and you're 100 percent right and i did an episode last week on comparing saul king saul and king david and and why saul fell and why david succeeded and one of the reasons i found that david succeeded where saul failed was when saul started his ministry I'm sorry, his ministry, his role, his, um, wow, help me here. His His rule rule as king. Yeah, his rule, his rule, that's the word I was looking for. His rule as king. When he started that, he had surrounded himself, or people who were godly men surrounded him. Um, As his kingdom went on, he stopped surrounding himself with these people. Whereas David surrounded himself with these people at the beginning and always heeded the word of the prophets, always heeded the word of the Lord from whoever it was coming from and had a very strong fellowship with with his best friend mm-hmm. Jonathan uh, a covenant relationship with his friend Jonathan and and the differences between Saul and David in that aspect were you know Saul Saul didn't have anybody Saul was alone he was he was a quote-unquote loner Christian 
and that was, that was very detrimental to not only his his health, his own personal health and his mental health, but his spiritual health ultimately. Whereas David flourished and succeeded because because of who he surrounded himself with partially. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that's really important. Um, I think one of the things that Jesus says when he um, when he's talking to his disciples when he says that the world will know will know who you are based on your love for one another. I think that's huge. Um, and I think that's something that a lot of people skip out on. I think, I think it's a, I think it's an excuse people use to only be serving within the church as opposed to the overall community. And I think it's something that people who serve in the overall community use to excuse not serving in the church. Yeah. And I think, and I think we need to bring these two together. Mm-hmm. Um, well, and you know, I mean, if, if I could bring it kind of full circle, because, you know, we, we are talking about vulnerability and I think this ties in really well but I guess, I guess the next question is, so when you are feeling vulnerable and when you do feel under attack and you feel like you're more open and susceptible to sin, what for you, Michael, is, what, what for you is the encouragement there? What is it that helps you get past that vulnerability? I, I don't think it's one thing. I think it's I think it's two or three things. I think first of all prayer. I yep. immediately go to prayer if if I if I genuinely do not want to if it's like Paul says when he says I simultaneously want to do this but I don't want to do it and I don't do what I want to do but I don't do what I I do what I don't want to do, you know sort of thing. Um mm-hmm. wh- when I genuinely want to follow the Lord and I find myself in that position, I immediately go to prayer. Mm. And I just say, "Lord, I need your help because I want this." And I don't want this at the same time. So please help me to move past this. Secondly, I think sometimes just removing yourself from the situation, if you're able to remove yourself from the situation, um, just walking away. Like, for example, if, if, I'm at, if I'm out with friends at a bar or something like that, and I find myself flashing lustful looks towards certain people, it's better that I just leave. Mm-hmm. Um, it's better that I just remove myself completely. It, it, it really does wonders. And, and thirdly, just going to other believers, going to other brothers or sisters in Christ, whether that's um, you, whether that's Tanner, whether that's my mom, whether that's my Bible study group, whether even maybe if it, even if it's my brother, it doesn't matter. If I go to somebody and say, look, I'm struggling with this. Can you pray with me or pray for me? Or I just need to be away from it and talk to somebody right now. That mm-hmm. helps too. Mm-hmm. Well, and the reason I asked that question is because I think it's such a good tie into kind of the two themes we've been talking about vulnerability and the people around you. And I'm really glad that your last point was going to other people for prayer. Cause you know, both of us deal with these vulnerabilities in our own way. And we've kind of discussed how it's different when you feel it, then it's different than when I feel it. But the two of us have this understanding of what it means to be vulnerable and we can support each other in feeling vulnerable and saying that's okay how can i help you how can i pray for you and you know what kind of solutions can the two of us work on together in order to kind of mitigate this vulnerability and sometimes i think you know sometimes i think that's highlighting something like humility and being like look you know we are called to humble ourselves and and you know if if we're feeling like when we're doing great in the Lord and that and that sometimes it's 
that that can lead into temptation because it's like, oh, I'm good with God. I can I can do I I can allow this sin. Um, I think sometimes it's it's being able to say, look, like I need to humble myself a little bit, and then I think Absolutely. other times it's it's saying, on the same vein of humility, it's saying, you know what, God, I understand, I. I cannot handle this on my own. I need you to help me, and I need to accept that help from you and say, look, I can't do this on my own. Please help. No, you're, you hit the nail on the head. And and God resists the proud. And so when you think you can handle it, mm-hmm. he's going to let you handle it, but you're not going to handle it. No. <laughs> but but if you humble yourself and you come to him, and again, it's not a feeling, it's a decision, it's a choice. You yeah. have to make you have to make the conscious effort to humble yourself. God never God never says he's gonna humble you. He always mm-hmm. tells you to humble himself in his word. You never hear him yep. say, I will humble you. It's always humble yourselves and repent. And mm-hmm. if we can do that, it makes all the difference. Well, Tim, I think uh, I think we're about done on time here. We will definitely have you on again. There's no question. But thank you for joining me this week. I really appreciate you like coming on and, and being vulnerable and being willing to talk about this kind of stuff. Of course, anytime. So if people wanted to find you online anywhere or if they, if they wanted to contact you, if they had any questions, how could people get a hold of you? Yeah, so um, I I follow the Facebook page, so I'm a friend of the Facebook page, so if you are on Facebook, unfortunately Facebook is um, basically my only, only social media, I kind of limit myself, I don't, I don't like all the other social medias, um, but uh, yeah, Tim, and then my last name is K-O-C-H, feel free to friend request me on Facebook, and uh, follow the 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 Facebook page and uh, I will be there and I'll be part of the discussion whenever the Facebook page posts. So I'm excited to hear from you guys and it's always a pleasure being on podcast. Absolutely. Well, that being said, guys, if you want to contact us, uh, feel free to email us at piercingpodcast at gmail.com. You can send us a direct email through that. You can also contact us through our new website, as I mentioned at the beginning of the episode, piercingthedarknesspodcast.com. Again, that's piercingthedarknesspodcast.com. Uh, you can also find us on Twitter at piercingpodcast. You can find myself on Twitter at mjpetty7. And you can find us on our Facebook page. That's all we got this week, guys. Thank you so much for joining us. God bless. And we will see you next week. <laughs>